guys remember that um, Leave Britney Alone guy, Chris Crocker? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would suggest that nobody should look up his Twitter account. Okay? Oh, really? So if, if, if you guys look it up, that's on you. But I wouldn't look it up. Okay. You definitely don't want <laughs> us to look it up. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. <laughs> It's funny you forget that sort of stuff is allowed on Twitter. Oh, shit. He's actually turned into a pretty good looking dude. Hello and welcome to your favorite podcast, Brad is a Bad Person. Good My name him. is Morgan. I am the host of this podcast and I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. I'm joined as always by Lachlan. Hi. Who is... Failing badly. And by Brad. Yes, hello. Who, like BuzzFeed, is... A failing pile of garbage. <laughs> yes, that's right. Today we're talking about failures. I always thought Donald Trump was calling BuzzFeed a flaming pile of garbage, but he actually said failing pile of garbage, which in one way is better, but in another way is worse. <laughs> it's also accurate. And yes, very true, actually. Yeah. Came true. Premonition. Anyway. He's a time traveler. 4D chess. They say the only real failure is not trying. But sometimes failures are so catastrophic and disastrous that not trying would have saved people's lives or saved <laughs> millions of dollars. <laughs> but, you know, I understand the point. For some people, the fear of failure keeps them stagnant. They refuse to move, refuse to try, which is a failure in itself. We're all scared of failing and consequently being mocked and humiliated. We're scared of being sincere when insincerity is the currency of cool. To genuinely succeed, you have to open yourself up to the possibility of genuine failure. We love the heroes who succeed, and God bless them for it, but today we're going to pay our respects to those who spectacularly failed, letting us learn a valuable lesson the easy way, because we watched them learn it the hard way. <laughs> How are we today, guys? Ready to succeed? I just want to start this episode off with, uh, I want to quote myself. Uh, oh, this will be miss- good. 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> Michael Scott, Lachlan Glenn. <laughs> You're such a idiot. Well, based on your little uh, monologue there, I think you should call me Captain Cool because I am the least, uh, the most insincere person I know. So. <laughs> it's, I was actually so close to including that uh, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott quote. And making it my own as well. Mm. So, well um, great minds great think minds. alike. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, guys, we've talked about failures before oh, yeah. in other episodes. We've talked about the Titanic yeah, recently, the CIA attempting to kill Castro, mm. you know, Battlefield Earth, the movie, was a massive commercial oh, failure. So mm. And of course, the nuclear meltdown at Chernobyl mm. was a catastrophic failure. But I think we're looking at things today that. Uh, you know, a different type of failure, maybe something that probably didn't need to be done. And I don't know, I've got a very silly one that I'm very excited mm. to tell you guys about. Mm. Um, and I'm not sure how you guys have gone with it if you've gone sort of Chernobyl disaster sort of failure <laughs> or if you've gone something wacky like mine. So, yeah, should be fun. It'll be interesting to see where we yeah, uh, so. landed on this one. Uh, landed. Mm. It's funny you say that, Brad. Something lands somewhere. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> oh, foreshadowing. Before we get started today, I want to remind everyone to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please. Subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you leave us a nice review on iTunes, we'll give you a shout out during the show to say thank you. If you want to get in contact with us and suggest an episode idea or just say hi, 
please do. We always love interacting with our fans. You can do that on any of our social media or through our website, bradisabadperson.com. If you really, really like us, you can send us some cash through paypal.me slash bradisabadperson to help with running costs. But otherwise, the best thing you can do to support the show is tell a friend to listen. With your help, we can succeed in the podcasting world instead of being another miserable failure. Please don't make us beg. (laughs) Like we are now. (laughs) Lachlan, do you want to get this party started by cracking open a cold one with the boys? It's time to crack open a cold one with the boys. I'm really hoping that we don't have another failure this week. Um, And look, we're starting off well. It's a mismatch Brewing Co. Lager. Uh, Faithful listeners of the show will know that I quite enjoy a lager. Um, This one has a little malt and hops scale on it, and it's further towards the malty side than the hoppy side, which is good because hops are fucking disgusting. Um... (laughs) But it's a it's a South Australian beer. Um, I don't know how I managed to get it, seeing as how there's a whole uh, border war going on between South Australia and Victoria at the moment. But mm. um, let's give it a go. Our, our chief export at the moment is coronavirus. So, <laughs> not bad, not bad. Wow, high praise. Have not failed <laughs> to sate my taste buds. I'm seeing a theme here with these logos. This is good. Um, all right. So I think uh, Brad's going to go first tonight and tell us about a failure. That is correct. Tumblr. <laughs> Formerly the home of debauchery masquerading as a personality. <laughs> Formerly? <laughs> Formerly. Before the sweeping ban of anything not safe for work in December 2018, you could not find a more wretched hive of degeneracy on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Powered by cutthroat feminists and filthy weeaboos, Tumblr rose to a staggering valuation of $1.1 billion when it was purchased Ooh. by Yahoo in 2013. Jesus. Post debauchery, Yahoo was only able to flip it for a meager $3 million to Verizon. Whoa. Oh, wow. That's not the failure I'm talking about, though. No, no. His failure is That much is funnier. definitely a failure, though. That is a That's failure. That's a massive though. failure. That's a meta failure. Failure within a failure. That's what happens when you get rid of porn. <laughs> Back in 2014, however, <laughs> Tumblrites were riding high from the investment of Yahoo and the site was moving from strength to strength. With their dashboards filled <laughs> with all manner, I don't care, with all manner of degeneracy, <laughs> bronies, <laughs> bronies to Hoovians carved out their niche. Degeneracy. On the platform. <laughs> Fuck you guys. The next logical, <laughs> I just want you to know. Speak English. That I went through this and checked for the word perform, just just had to remove it, remove it because I just knew you guys would tear me apart, and I had to check, yeah, come up with so many synonyms and different ways to to use the word perform. Good, good, God. I'm glad. I you're expanding you your vocabulary. You're censoring me. That's what you're doing. I'm grateful, and I'm sure the listeners are grateful because. Overwhelmingly, our survey came back and saying that Morgan and I should rip on you relentlessly when you mispronounce mm-hmm. words. Yep. We're helping I you. I know. I'm trying to take that away from you. Though. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Like I said, Brodies and Hoovians carved out their niche on the platform. The next logical step was to take this shit IRL. <laughs> sure. 
A whole host of conventions exist, exist for sci-fi, anime, comics, and alike, but none of them are tailored specifically to Tumblr. And that gaping hole needed to be filled oh. like Twilight Sparkle oh. after a few too many oh, Cosmo no. Ponytons. Oh, Brad. Come on. Cosmo Ponytons. Good job, Brad. Yeah, I know. It took me a while. Uh, <laughs> this brings us to what may, what may be one of the greatest failures of the past decade. Dashcon. Oh, yeah. The Tumblr-themed convention was set to take place over the weekend of July 11th, 2014. Dashcon LLC had been established to bring the event to life uh-huh. and quickly set about promoting. An Indiegogo campaign was set up to crowdfund the event. An unusual move as they were surely going to need additional funds from door sales to make the event a success. But nonetheless, they successfully raised $4,000. Planning begun in earnest. Dashcon was able to secure the Renaissance Schomburg, Schamburg, Shaw, I don't I'm just going to call it Scamberg because that's how it ended up being. Renaissance <laughs> oh. Scamberg Convention Center in Scamberg, Illinois, for the paltry sum of $40,000. <laughs> so, hold on. They raised $4,000 for the event. Mm-hmm. And the the venue cost them $40,000. Yes. Now, I'm uh, not saying that they didn't make the money. What I'm saying is that they secured it when they didn't have the money. Right. Okay. With a place to hold the convention lined up, the promotions gained an air of legitimacy. And with the help of popular artists, Dashcon was able to get certain fandoms to pimp out the convention extremely hard. Chief among them were the Super Who Lockians. What? A degenerate amalgamation of Supernatural, Doctor Who, and Sherlock's, Sherlock Holmes fandoms. Why? Yeah, the Super Who Lockians. That's. Okay. Choose one, you know. This is upsetting me already. Well, that's the th- that's the thing. I think that's why it upsets me. Why? Why? And I'm sorry to disrail you a little bit here. No, no, Brad. disrail. But, sorry, derail. What? Not disrail. Derail. <laughs> this is how upset I am. I've lost all faculties to fucking speak correctly. But that that's a big. My big problem with internet culture is how people like they have to belong to this group and only that group and they can't belong to anything else so you can't be a fan of doctor who and sherlock holmes and supernatural because that's three different fandoms and you can't you can't do that you can't belong to three different fandoms so they have to create Mm. because they like all three they have to create this this new niche fandom to the exclusion of everyone else and it just lachlan i'm getting upset lachlan who hurt you Lachlan was upset that they kicked him out of their Death Note fandom when they found out he liked Naruto or something. I like Doctor Who and I like Sherlock, but I don't like Supernatural, okay? They won't let me in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Anyway, with pre-sales and donations, Dashcon soon secured enough money to start thinking about additional entertainment. Sure, there'd be plenty of panels about white guilt and hating cisgendered people... (laughs) But those frothing feminazis needed something to soothe the soul between sessions of tearing down the patriarchy. <laughs> Dashcon was able to secure the services of Steam Powered Giraffe, a steampunk musical comedy group. Yes, oh, I too have no Jesus. fucking idea what that is. Christ. Steampunk musical comedy. <laughs> Much to the delight of future attendees. Next, they parlayed their success at securing steam-powered giraffe into booking popular podcast, Welcome to the Night, Night Vale, sorry, a fictional radio broadcast from the fictional town of Night Vale. I've heard of that. 
Yeah, people went mildly <laughs> wild, and Dashcon began offering VIP <laughs> tickets that included a meet and greet with the cast on the Friday night. The team then promised a huge ball pit and jumping castle, Dr. Horrible's sing-along vlog, and a myriad of different panel panels for the low, low, low price of $50 per day or $65 for the whole weekend. So, just to recap, Steam Power Giraffe Show, Welcome to Night Vale Meet and Greet, plus live reading, huge ball pit, Dr. Horrible sing-along vlog, and panels out the arsehole. Check, 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 check. When you say check. Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, do you mean they were going to have Nathan Fillion and Neil Patrick Harris there? No, 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 no. They were going to have the show play, and they were going to all sing along to it. Ah, good God. That's... Yeah. Sounds fun. I can't imagine anything worse. On paper, Dashcon 2014 was a Tumblr wet dream. But like their de- degenerate website, the harsh light of reality would leave them exposed. <laughs> See, Dashcon LLC was run by a bunch of school kids, mostly 18 years old, some younger, and one 32-year-old woman who had been studying business management. <laughs> studying business management does not a business woman make. <laughs> <laughs> a business woman management, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, my bad. I should have gone with that. The apparent success of the convention had gone to their heads. Large, expensive lunches were taken, fraudulent business trips for scouting and alike were had, and overpriced lanyards were purchased. (laughs) Not even kidding on that last one. How can the lanyard be overpriced? Well, because they wanted it to be fancy and like have like What's special things on it and be like dash. I know, they were apparently super expensive per unit. Jesus. By the, by the arrival of Dashcon, many were predicting a minimum of 5,000 attendees, but some had predicted the number as high as 20,000. Jesus. Oh, wow. July 11th rolls around, and Dashcon gets off to a shaky start. Staff and organisers are slow to help guests of the convention, and Welcome to Night Vale are not directed upon their arrival, but eventually the cast is checked in, but only provided with two rooms for the 13 people. <laughs> The staff is quickly overwhelmed by the 500-person turnout, a fraction of their anticipated number. 500. But the event starts as planned at 1pm. Welcome to Night Vale complete their planned meet and greet, and Dashcon begins to look like it might be a success. Think again, fuckwits. Steam-powered <laughs> giraffe have bailed. Or they would have oh, if they'd no. ever agreed to attend this shitty farce oh, of a no. convention in the first place. Oh, Yes, that's correct. One of the two main draw cards were never even contacted about playing a gig on the Friday Holy night. Holy shit. They weren't even contacted. So it's not like they asked them and, and Steam Powered Giraffe refused. No, they, they just, just were never contacted. Even- oh, wow. That doesn't stop Dashcon, though. They double down, blame the band for bailing, and move on. 9 p.m. rolls around, and Dashcon staff round up all the attendees including the vendors who've paid to have a table at this shit show in the main hall. We've got a problem. The shitty hotel is bigoted and racist and hates us all just for existing. (laughs) They're used to having conventions full of white people, and so now they're demanding the rest of the money for the event or they're kicking us out. We can't cover it because we've got no money and there's a problem at the bank. Unbelievable, right? I'm sure these people were overwhelmingly white. How is that racist kicking them out? <laughs> I don't know who you asked me. Did they actually say that or are you just ad living? No, no. Uh, so the event staff came up on stage and told everyone that 
they didn't they were shutting them down because they didn't like the type of people and that they were used to having like toy train conventions and stuff yeah, like well that. that yeah well uh, that yeah that's different so they no they didn't like them because they were lgbtq okay so I they're not plus, sexist they're homophobes yes. homophobes bigoted racist they didn't like anyone. Fairy phobe, whatever. Unbelievable, right? The correct answer is yes. The hotel had accepted a $20,000 down payment for Dashcon to use the facilities on the proviso that Dashcon pay the remaining $20,000 from door sales and alike over the coming days. Unfortunately for Dashcon, they'd been running their mouth about how many people would be showing up, and when 10% of their predicted attendees showed up, the Renaissance, Renaissance saw the writing on the wall. Oof. These fucking pinko queers aren't going to pay us, are they? <laughs> Well, fuck that noise, and they demanded their payment right then and there, or they were shutting this bitch down. Somehow, and I mean fucking amazingly, Dashcon was able to rally together all the fandoms, and in just under an hour, raise the necessary $17,000 from the crowd in attendance. Just to keep the party rolling. $17,000 from 500 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were taking donations online as well. So they put out the cry and call on Twitter and stuff like that. Though if you paid online, because they did offer a refund to anyone who paid, right? But you yeah. could not get a refund unless you'd attended the event, regardless of whether you donated, right? you know, saw it on Twitter, saw their uh-huh. PayPal links or anything. So they rallied all these people together, got $17,000 in less than, um, less than an hour and paid the hotel. Christ. People were still hopeful. The ball pit would be in play the next day. Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog was going to be fun. And Welcome to Night Vale, we're actually there, so it couldn't get any worse, right? You gullible motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> the next day rolls around, and guess who's, who spent the ball pit budget on lunches and lanyards? Oh, no. Oh, no. You know it. Brad, you said the ball pit was going to be huge. It was going to be huge. <laughs> The ball pit is a pathetic backyard job that quickly <laughs> leaves people in dismay. That's fine, though. Dr. Horrible is a masterpiece that will lift the spirits and welcome to Night Vale are still doing their live reading at midnight. <laughs> and I know these motherfuckers are here. I shook their hand yesterday. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Guess what just got cancelled? <laughs> You're telling me that you need permission to broadcast Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog at an event? But I don't need permission when I sing at home with my friends. Fuck. <laughs> it's all right, though. <laughs> Welcome to Night Vale is here and due to start at 12. Surely the dulcet tones of Cecil Baldwin will ease my concerns. One fifteen rolls around and still no live reading. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Finally, Dashcon make the announcement. Night Vale just walked. <laughs> Those three words put the last nail in the convention's proverbial coffin. People from across the country had traveled there specifically to hear Welcome to Night Vale, and now uh-huh. they just walked, seemingly unprompted. Well, the truth is, wow. Night Vale were also not dumbasses. Like the hotel, they'd seen how the convention was run, but didn't want to punish fans, so they fulfilled their obligation on Friday. But after a shitty night's sleep in, a, in their two bedrooms, they were feeling a little less generous and required Dashcon pay them for their appearance beforehand. Something uh-huh. Dashcon had agreed to do when Welcome to Night Vale cancelled their European tour and flew oh back to the US. Oh, God. Really? Oh. Yeah, really. Holy shit. Wow. Dashcon wanted Night Vale so badly they'd offered, offered to foot the bill up for the flights, put them up at the hotel, and pay them for their live reading. Oh, no. Wow. In the one hour and 15 minutes that Dashcon had been negotiating with Welcome to Night Vale, 
they'd pulled their credit card from the hotel front desk, changed the refund policy on their website. In compensation for the main act pulling out, Dashcon offered attendees an additional hour in the ball pit. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. When Welcome to the Night Vale forked, they had had to foot their own flights, uh, foot the bill for their own flights, sorry, accommodation, and didn't get paid for their appearance and lost all the money from their European tour they kids. Wow. By Sunday, Dashcon was empty. Even the shitty ball pit was gone, allegedly pissed in the night prior. (laughs) (laughs) When all was said and done, people estimate that that a total of 1,000 to 1,500 people attended uh, the first and last Dashcon, and that the event organizers may have made off with approximately $9,000, a princely sum for their ostracization ostracization, uh, from the Tumblr community. (laughs) Good try, bro. I tried. I tried. I practiced it like 10 times and I still couldn't. (laughs) Fuck it. That's all right. You're doing your best, Brad. Uh, Yeah, so that was was Dashcon. Um, The Dashcon team faced no legal repercussions. No one sued them. No one got their money. I mean, they haven't got any money to be sued for, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I don't think anyone made off big. Yeah, they made off with about 9,000 people estimated. That's not that's not a lot of money for... No, not between like a six-person team or whatever. It's yeah. nothing. But it's not big enough to get a class action lawsuit, car. The, the issue is that they blatantly lied about everything, didn't mm. pay people who did turn up. Um, like, they should have they should have been sued into oblivion. This yeah. entire team, and what's worse is that the next year they tried to run it again. Oh, but no. when they <laughs> when they put up, you know, Dashcon twenty fifteen, everyone started sending them death threats. So they're like, okay, <laughs> um, let's not do that. What if we call it EmojiCon? Oh God, what? I don't know. I don't where, know. Where did the name Dashcon? Like, what's the dash? Okay, Shouldn't so it have been TumblrCon. It was TumblrCon to begin with, and uh, Tumblr said. No fucking way we're being associated with this shit show. Yeah, that's fair. You better change it to Dash because everyone on Tumblr has a dashboard, so they called it Dash. Dash. Ah, okay. But when they tried to run that exact play again in 2015, they tried to call it EmojiCon and then were promptly sent a cease and desist letter by someone who owns the term EmojiCon. (laughs) So then they changed it to Emoticon, which is, I think, public use or something like that. That's uh, Yeah, okay. And they've tried to run the exact plane book with Emoticon, and they made off with a couple of thousand dollars worth of pre-sale tickets for an event that what never happened. What fucking idiot is buying tickets for this? After the first yeah. shit show, they deserve to have their money gone. you got to believe. And then they liquidated uh, Dashcon LLC after that. So, yeah. 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 See, that's, that was... That makes me think that this whole thing was a scam from the start, actually. The fact that they set up mm. an LLC because it meant yeah. none of them could be held personally responsible. Oh, yeah, exactly. Limited liability corporation, mm. is it, I think? Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, but, yeah. Very clever. I think they probably started off with the best intentions. Like, they were like, we can do this. Because they're a bunch of, you know, optimistic 17 and 18-year-olds yeah. with a businesswoman um, <laughs> at, at the helm. And you were like, yeah, we got a 32-year-old. She has red hair. She knows what she's doing. Um, and then they started making money. Like they saw money come in and they're like, oh hell yeah, we're like a big company now. They started doing, you know, corporate lunches with Uh the whole team, like fucking honing the paradigm and all this kind of (laughs) shit, you know, corporate business speak. And they're like, we need lanyards. We need fucking lanyards and ball pits and shit like that. And they just got nothing done. And then they'll, they forgot about the fucking ball pit and just bought this like 
two meter by two meter piece of shit that you would find in a kid's backyard. Yeah. Oh god. Not even, and just filled it halfway up with balls, and it deflated on the first fucking day. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was a shit. And someone pissed in it. <laughs> I've I've seen photos of that ball pit, and my kids have one exactly the same, and they fucking deflated it like a two year old <laughs> and a fucking six month old deflated it. So, what are a bunch of grown ass people gonna do to it? Well, I mean, the, the pictures of people sitting in that ball pit are fucking. It's, it's very sad. Yeah, There's like six people in there. It's like three quarters full. Mm-hmm. And there'll be people sitting on the outside. But you also got like a lot of times to go in the ball pit. You couldn't just uh, go anytime. It's like, oh, uh, you can go at this time. You can go at this. So when they said, oh, we'll give you an extra hour in the ball pit, that was like a treat. Wow. Yeah. Like, an oh, wow, we get an extra hour in the ball pit. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and allegedly the, the pissing incident was someone from Pole who went and bought a ticket. Pissed. <laughs> Pissed in a bottle and then emptied the bottle into the ball pit. Oh, God. So, that's allegedly. I can't confirm that. No one really can. I wouldn't surprise me. kind of like an unnecessary middleman. Like, you pee in a bottle. Like, I'm just pee in the... Oh, I guess then you get it all over through your clothes and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. He knows what he's doing. I should I should have given him more credit. That's, that's good. good plan. Mm. I think uh, two more things I'd like to bring up. So, they, they I mentioned the panels, right? And a lot of the panels were... Uh, there was no age limit. For the convention, a lot of them were to do with dirty, dirty, filthy, degenerate sex, like BDSM and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. And underage oh, people no. were allowed to attend. Um, oh, but of one course. of them was um, like an LGBTQT panel, and they had a, a man on the panel who goes, but he, he runs a channel called Mark Does Stuff. And the crowd actually started <laughs> abusing him because they were like, You're a white cis male. It oh. turns out he was a gay Hispanic man. God. And they ah. like they were yelling at him like death threats in the convention, and he had yeah. to leave. So you know, yeah. quality people. Um, oh my god! And they also allegedly partnered with a charity called Random Act of Kindness. And then when people contacted them after DashCon, they were like, "We've never even talked to these people before," because <laughs> oh, they were going to be making donations to Random Act uh, Random Act of Kindness charity. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They said that they did make donations, and they were all cash, so you just can't trace them, but. Oh, that's convenient. Oh, of course. Yeah, very yeah. convenient. Yeah, it was the whole thing was just a fucking shit show. It's, yeah, there. Nah, it it sounds to me like it was a scam from the start. I think they started off. It got too big for them. They had no idea what the fuck they were doing, mm. and then they were just trying to put out spot fires. Yeah, but the fact that they were making promises without even speaking to the people. Mm. Yeah, it's dodgy. Mm. Yeah. I, um, it is dodgy. And I, I think, like, once they realized, like, I think that the spot fires started, like, in the planning phase, not even, like, in the execution, way, way before it. And then they just got in deep and they had already prom- promised all this bullshit. Mm. And then they just kept going. And then eventually, I think it just turned into a bit of, like, let's just get out with whatever we can. Yeah. And then I think they were arrogant enough to just think, we can run this play again the next year and we'll actually do it properly. <laughs> this is like my boy uh, who fucking came up with that fake country poye. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And then when there. he got caught, yeah, when he got caught, he went to France and started the uh, <laughs> scheme all over again. Yeah, I, I think it was uh, probably very similar to that. Um, what was his name? It was like really Scottish, like Angus McAngus. <laughs> Angus McAngus. <laughs> no, it, it was the same. Yeah, mass. like it was. It was something mix something. It was yeah. the same something. Mm. Yeah. Lachlan McLaughlin, was that? No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, yeah. very Scottish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a good one, Brad. I very enjoyed interesting. that. One. There's a great uh, internet historian video about it, which everyone should watch, which is yes, fucking hilarious. I've seen that. 
I recommend all his stuff. He does great videos. Makes everything very. I also funny. looked it up. He's he's from New Zealand. I thought he was Australian. Oh, I actually, thought he was Australian. Oh. He's from New Zealand, so the only thing the Kiwis have ever done. Unsubscribed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, Logan. Do you want to tell us about a big failure? No context facts with Brad. The U.S. Army maintains a public list of deserters at uh, fugitives.army.mil forward slash deserters. The oldest listed deserter is Private Anthony no- Nowakowski, who deserted on the 4th of the 4th, 1946, 74 years ago. I hope they find that old bastard and throw him in the brick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, very comedic timing from me, by the way. <laughs> You're also trying to say that the... My segment was no, the you know, I, you know, I love, you know, I love no context facts with Brad. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll, before we move on, actually, Brad, I think that you should add <laughs> permission to your uh, list of words that you want to scan before you yeah. can start reading. <laughs> Lockland's face when you said permission it was just—he like, said it twice in a row. Yeah, I know you were ripping your hair out. Oh, well. um, good fun, good, <sighs> good fun. Just for the listeners, in case they thought that Lachlan and I didn't catch that one. Yeah, we definitely we caught did. it. Yeah. I'm too dumb to change, and I just don't care. <laughs> nah, we, you're not, we love you're it. You're not I too dumb. It. You're just too fucking, I don't know. You don't give a shit. Oh, you care. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lachlan, tell us about it Democracy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, so I, uh, my, my failure is, uh, went in a little bit of a different direction to sure. Brad and I assume Morgan, but, uh, a failure nonetheless. In the early 20th century, the molasses industry in America is booming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Molasses is not just a sweetener for various baked treats. It can also be distilled into pure ethanol, a key ingredient in the manufacture of alcohol and munitions. Two things that, with World War I in full swing and the resulting prohibition on the way, are in high demand. Yeah. The Purity Distilling Company in Massachusetts knows this all too well. So they've got a ship full of molasses coming from the Caribbean to offload at their facility in Boston. To house the molasses, <laughs> they build a tank. A really fucking big tank tank 15 meters tall and 27 meters across it was the largest structure in the north end of boston at the time that's a lot of brown gold would be stored in this tank and then pumped via pipeline to cambridge for distillation the ship from the caribbean arrives on january 14 1919 the coldest part of the year in a state where the average temperature in winter doesn't get above two degrees Celsius. <laughs> the molasses at these temperatures is far too viscous to be able to pump out of the ship, so it's heated to improve the flow, and 8.7 million litres of warm molasses is pumped into a tank that had been sitting in sub-zero conditions for weeks. Oh, no. <laughs> now... If you're familiar at all with thermodynamics, this might have you worried. (laughs) We all know what happens when you pour warm water onto the frosted over windscreen of your car on a freezing morning, right? Mm. That's glass. Glass is brittle at the best of times. This massive tank is made of steel. 
Steel ain't no bitch. The tank had held molasses before, and it was going to hold molasses now. No worries. Until the next day. January 15th saw the temperature soar to a sweltering, unseasonable four degrees. Then, at midday, when the sun was at its peak, it happened. People in the area reported hearing a low rumbling, then machine gun fire, then an explosion. Those few extra degrees were all it took for the thermal expansion to be too much for the tank to hold. The whole thing started to groan. The rivets holding the tank together shot out in rapid succession, and the brittle, substandard steel crumbled. The tank failed, and millions upon millions of litres of molasses flowed out in all directions. (laughs) Now let's get into a bit of science. A substance being stored in a container like this is just a mass of potential energy. Because the tank failed and collapsed all at once, all of this potential energy was immediately converted into kinetic energy. Oh, science. Molasses has a density of 1.4 tons per cubic meter. This tank held over 8,500 cubic meters of molasses. That's over 12,000 tons all released at the same time. Oh, my God. Imagine if 120 blue whales all got dropped in one spot. That's the kind of carnage we're talking about. (laughs) The force behind the six... (laughs) (laughs) How would you drop 12? That's amazing. Like helicopter? 120. It'd have to be a lot of hell. 120 blue whales. Oh, God. The logistics. <laughs> the, yeah, I know. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> the force behind this explosion caused a wave of molasses, eight metres high, to oh. push away from Purity Distilling's yard at 55 kilometres an hour. Oh. It levelled Boston's north end. Water <laughs> would have been bad enough, but the molasses was so thick that absolutely nothing could stop it. Buildings along the harbour were picked up and dumped in the ocean. Buildings inland (laughs) were flattened. (laughs) The wave pushed Boston's elevated rail, made entirely of reinforced steel, completely over. As the molasses cooled, it slowed down and began to level out. This might sound like a relief, but this is just the start of the nightmare. If a gigantic, almost solid wave pushes a building onto you, you're dead instantly. That sucks, but it's much better than the alternative. As the wave subsided, it pulled around a metre deep in some places. And as it pulled, it cooled even more. And as it cooled, it became even thicker and more viscous. It was like quicksand, only stickier and heavier. For those caught in the flood... Trying to escape only sucked them down faster. Easiest way for the rescue workers to find people was to look for bubbling and movement in the surface of the molasses. And if you weren't lucky enough to be rescued, you would spend the next two to three days slowly drowning. Oh my god. And some people did. 24 people were killed by the sweetest tsunami the world has ever seen. (laughs) And over 150 were injured. The cleanup took months, and Boston's North End was sticky to the touch for years to come. (laughs) The ordeal has come to be known as the Boston Molassica. (laughs) 
No, it hasn't. Yes, it has. No, yes, no that's real. That. That's real. That's true. Look it up. Oh my god. And residents of the area today say that on a hot afternoon, you can still smell the molasses. Holy oh my god. shit! Boston just can't win. I've got a new worst way of dying, and it's drowning in molasses. Oh, that would be for a two days. fucking nightmare. That is insane. Oh, so it doesn't God. like get in your lungs and suffocate you. No. It just It's too thick for that. So you basically just, You're just getting cased in it. Yeah. What well, would you like it. die from dehydration? <laughs> oh, I know like you'd die from lack of air. You would suffocate, but it, it like it doesn't yeah, it doesn't get in your lungs. It, well it might actually. I don't know. That's in that's insane. Um Yeah, it's pretty bad. I was gonna make a joke about it being like the sweetest way to die or the most delicious yeah. death ever, but <laughs> Uh, there's actually thinking about that is nightmare fuel. There's um a song by I can't remember the band's name now, but it's called The Great Molassica, and oh. one of the lyrics in it is "It's the sweetest way to die." Uh, is it the Dropkick Murphys? They're like a very nah, it's not. It's, not. it's not a really long name. I'll we'll put it in the description because I'll play the song at the end of the show. Oh. oh, interesting. I was gonna say this. Um, people getting. Drowned in molasses. It kind of sounds like tar pits, you know? Mm. Like, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Like, visually mm. as well. Yeah. looks very. It would look very similar. Did they recover the bodies of the people who drowned? Yeah, they did. Ah, I was going to say, you should have just left them there. Like a tar pit. <laughs> like a La Brea tar pit. For advanced civilization. <laughs> Go and dig the remains up now and mm. try and figure out what people looked like 100 years <laughs> yeah. ago. And they'll be like, oh, they taste delicious. <laughs> Just marinate for a hundred years. Mm. Fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's money. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that. That's so gross. I could you imagine just like opening your door, you know, north end of Boston <laughs> just and the you just see this molasses. brown wave coming for you. Oh fuck me. Eight yeah. meters high, you said, right? Eight meters high, fifty five Ks an hour. Huge. It was moving. That is like Japan and it's, tsunami. It's basically just a wall. It's just a wall and it's just pushed everything over completely. Fuck me. When you were describing it, it sounded like something that would happen in The Simpsons or something. Like something <laughs> ridiculous yeah. like that. And yeah. it would just, like, someone, a tank would burst and then <laughs> molasses would just cover the town and everyone would be sticky. Mm-hmm. You know? It wouldn't have been so bad if, like, just one hole burst in the tank because the whole thing failed at the same time. It just exploded mm. and the molasses just went in all directions all at the same time. How big did you say this tank was? 15 metres? 15 metres tall, 27 metres in diameter. Oh my god! It's fucking huge. The size yeah. of that. Would you say eight 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 point seven million liters? So to help people visualize that, a car is about one point five meters tall. So it's like ten, 10 cars, cars stacked on, on top, top of, of each other, high. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! That's a lot of molasses. It was a big tank and a lot of molasses. Oh my god! What a failure! Yep, an epic fail. Talking about a structural failure. Is the failure of the tank, or is yes, that's the, it's it? a yeah. it's a structural failure, is uh, what I was okay. going for. So it's not a failure mm. of the foresight on the company's behalf. Well, it's more well, of a, it was as well. Definitely, they use cheap steel, so that's probably <laughs> partly to do with it. But you know. no, I like the idea of it being the tank's fault. <laughs> like it had had enough. Yeah, it just had enough. <laughs> Well, Sick I mean, if you, you had filling me 8. up 8.7 million litres of molasses in you, you'd probably pack it in too. <laughs> I'd catastrophically fail, absolutely. <laughs> Quality. So, yeah, like I, like I said to you guys before we started recording, it's uh, not funny, but it is silly. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
a little bit funny. Well, yeah. I think it's been long enough that we can yeah, it's have been a little bit of a years. laugh, but it is quite disturbing. They named it the Molassica, so they clearly <laughs> were taking the piss. <laughs> they can't be taking it too seriously. That's what it's listed as on Wikipedia, is the Boston yeah. Molassica. Yeah. Like, they were, like you're at the funeral, it's died in the great Boston Molassica. <laughs> People are laughing when they I see that. I don't think they named it that immediately after it happened. <laughs> Surely they did. Little... <laughs> the next day's headline when you're like, <laughs> paper sticking to your hands because you're still covered in molasses. Oh, great <laughs> Molassica or something like that. They definitely did. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Well, I, I think I'll, I'll go now. And um, mine is very, very silly and nobody died. So it's it's good. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> Spoiler spoiler alert. Um, the year is 1970. A 15 meter long sperm whale weighing in at oh, 7,300 no. kilograms, that's 16,000 pounds, <laughs> became beached in Florence, Oregon. <laughs> it was already dead on arrival. RIP in pieces, gone too soon. Gone too soon, sweet I prince. I feel like Brad knows where this is going. Yeah, I already know. Now, this caused a problem for the city of Florence. The whale was fucking huge. And while it had entertained the locals for a day or two, the novelty was starting to wear off and the stench was becoming unbearable. It would be. The Highway Division of the Oregon Department of Transportation was in charge of beaches for some inexplicable reason, (laughs) so they were responsible for disposing of the beast. That's right. If you want a job done well, get the government involved. And specifically, (laughs) the Department of Transportation. Specifically, the Department of Transportation, whose members are known for being intelligent and (laughs) ultra-efficient. To be fair, though, they did their due diligence and investigated all options. They couldn't bury the whale where it was because it was too big. The sand would erode during the season's storms, and the dead whale, which already stunk like shit, would be back, stinkier than ever. They couldn't move it higher up the beach to bury it for fear that it would fall apart during transport. They decided it was too big to burn, plus the odour was already unbearable. Imagine what a flaming wreck... Why was that an option? (laughs) Well, that's... That's what they do, apparently, a lot of the time. Really? Okay. The odour was already unbearable. Imagine what a flaming wreck of guts and rotten fresh flesh would Ugh. smell like. Smell like barbecue. But while they strategized, gas was building up inside this Leviathan. Oh, no. It was a ticking time bomb. Oh. <laughs> they should have just got the Japanese over to mug on that bitch. That's racist. <laughs> so the highway division were left with little recourse. George Thornton, an engineer overseeing the matter, made his decision. We have to blow this motherfucker up. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> Look, it's the only way. We'll shove a bunch of dynamite <laughs> under the whale and blast it into tiny pieces. <laughs> All right, I, I take it back. Burn it. That's a better idea. <laughs> I thought that was a ridiculous thing. Most of it will disintegrate and the rest of it will be shot back out to sea because of the way we position the dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) Then those little bits that are left over, floating in the ocean, will be eaten by seagulls, crabs, and other scavengers. Easy peasy. Flawless plan. Foolproof. Yeah. So how much dynamite do we need? Well, the US Navy said they can give us 1,000 pounds of dynamite. Holy shit. So let's just use that. Are you sure about that, George? Should we consult an explosives expert? 
No, no, no. It's fine. You can't have too much dynamite. It's not a problem if it disintegrates too much. (laughs) The more dynamite, the less weight it will be left over to deal with. Let's use all 1,000 pounds, 450 kilograms. Let's fucking do it. (laughs) It's a small car full of dynamite. What would you know? Walter? <laughs> Lachlan's lost. Lachlan's gone. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> this isn't real. This is a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. they, they had to unpack it from the Acme Creek. What would you know? Walter Umenhofer, a World War II veteran with explosives training. <laughs> That's a made-up name. Fuck off. Hoffa? Hoffa? I don't know. Umenhofer. Let's go. Walter Umenhofer, a World War II veteran with explosives training, you know, a real-life explosives expert, just happened to be in the area and thought he'd chip in his two cents. This is way too much fucking dynamite, he said. (laughs) (laughs) You have 20 cases, you only need about 20 sticks. You're using 100 times too much dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's an actual World War II veteran. Who worked with explosives in the war. Like, he knows what he's talking about. Like, Get fuck here, Roman Hoffer. Yeah. It's not even a real name. Fuck you. <laughs> it sounds like the enemy, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he does. Um, <sighs> now, let me ask you a question. If you had 450 kilograms of dynamite at your, expo- <laughs> at your, exposal, at your disposal and needed to blow up a seven-ton whale... <laughs> Would you use four kilograms of dynamite and give the other 446 kilograms back to those snot-nosed punks in the Navy? <laughs> of course you wouldn't. No, that's fair, actually. Yeah. That's fair. I'd yeah. use as much as I can get my hands on. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a shit show, but it's going to be glorious. Yeah. I'm not the government, though. <laughs> so, Thornton said, get fucked, Bozo. We're blowing this bitch sky high, and there's nothing you can do about it, soldier boy. <laughs> George Thornton forced everybody to move back 400 metres, well and truly out of the anticipated blast zone. not far enough. Walt Umenhofer decided that 400 metres wasn't enough and told a reporter on the scene that he would be the guy standing the farthest away. (laughs) The dynamite was set. The onlookers were safely back. It was time to light this cetacean up like the 4th of July. (laughs) You know, guys, sand has this habit of moving when explosives go off. So while the dynamite was originally positioned to blow the whale back out towards sea, the blast funneled a hole in the sand underneath the whale, and therefore quite a bit of the dynamite was exploded directly beneath the whale. Perfectly positioning the blast to send the debris in all directions, <laughs> not just back out to sea. You've killed Lockley. I can't believe that. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> so <gone>. ridiculous. <laughs> Blood, uh, guts, and rotting flesh <laughs> rain down from the sea. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Blood, guts, and rotting flesh rain down from the sky in the most disgusting hailstorm imaginable. <laughs> I like to think this incident inspired Slayer's classic song "Raining Blood," but even this incident, but even this incident might be too gruesome for the famous thrash metal band. Look how Red Lockman's gone. 
I can't deal with this. This isn't real. It turns out the anticipated blast zone was a little underestimated, given how the dynamite moved. Gawking locals had to dodge giant chunks of rail <laughs> falling out of the sky. Oh, Jesus. But they couldn't avoid being hit by blood and tiny oh, pieces of rail. No. The incident was covered by a local news team who filmed the blast. Chunks of whale can be seen falling from the sky, mm. and terrified locals can be heard panicking. Oh and no! Around. Can I see this on YouTube? <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. Oh, you can see. Sweet it. Jesus! <laughs> I don't know if you can handle it, mate. You're just hearing it, and it's fucking always perishing. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm okay. Now, every person who came to watch that day at the beach got completely covered in blood and small particles of dead whale. Ugh. But fortunately, no one was seriously injured. They were all smelling to high heaven. They were disgusting and disgusted, but all physically healthy. However, while humans could dodge the falling flesh, inanimate objects had to sit there and take it. <laughs> oh, no. The parking lot, over 400 metres, a quarter of a mile from where the whale was, was packed with cars oh, no. and uh, of the people who came to spend a lazy morning on the dunes hoping to see a dead whale get blasted back out towards sand. <laughs> Many cars were hit with masses of rotting guts and flesh and sustained minor damage. Jesus. But one car in particular, a brand new Oldsmobile, oh, no. had its roof caved in and all of its windows blasted out when it was struck by a piece of whale about the size of a refrigerator. <laughs> Oh, the dynamite will disintegrate. <laughs> it's such a large piece of whale. Oh, That's meters. an expensive Holy car, shit. too. Yeah, Ugh. it was a brand new Oldsmobile, yeah. and, like, you can see it in the video. You can see it. It's like the top is just completely oh, no. caved in, and all the windows are being blasted out. And ironically enough, this car belonged to the only man who knew this explosion was a bad idea. Oh, no. no. Oh, that poor It was bastard. Walter Uvenhofer's brand new Oldsmobile. Oh, no. And, believe it or not, I don't think Lachlan's actually going to believe this, but believe it or not, he had just recently purchased this car at Dunham Oldsmobile in Eugene, Oregon, during a sale the dealership had marketed no. with the slogan, no. <laughs> get a whale of a deal on a new Oldsmobile. <laughs> that is not true. You're making that up. Oh. I know it's crazy. But as Superman always says, Unbelievable? Believe it. <laughs> Is that Dean Kane? Yeah, Superman, Superman himself. <laughs> Good God. Ugh. That is... That is... You made that up. <laughs> See, so the thing is, I wouldn't believe him either if I hadn't seen the video already. <laughs> like I've seen it on YouTube. And that, that way you can... It fucks oh. that car up. It is insane. <laughs> and everyone is so fucking excited for it, and it just goes south. Uh. <laughs> I couldn't believe that it was his car. It's just so crazy that it was that guy's car. Oh. The only guy who said, it let's not do this. It almost makes you crazy. believe in a god. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was, there was actually a similar situation actually not similar <laughs> in 2004 in tainan in taiwan a giant sperm whale so similarly oh. a sperm whale mm-hmm. uh, spontaneously exploded yeah. in the middle of the city as it was being transported on the back of a truck oh, to no. be studied oh no it covered the whole street in blood and guts yeah. hitting bystanders shop fronts and vehicles <laughs> now unfortunately there's no video of the incident but photographs of the aftermath are pretty telling mm. there's a white car which has turned 
almost entirely red from blood, <laughs> and a scooter that just has these giant intestines wrapped around ah, it, and there's gross. blood everywhere on the street. Apparently, it was the worst smell imaginable and took forever to clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> How bad of a day is that? <laughs> like, if you're the guy driving the truck, you're like, you look back, you see the whale explodes. Just keep driving. Guts everywhere. Do you Don't just, even yeah, stop. You're like, how do I explain? Because it's not his fault. You know, no. he's just being paid. He's a no, fucking wage cuck. You keep driving, you get to the other end, and you just go, oh, shit, it must have fallen off. Mm. <laughs> I didn't Thought notice. I popped a tire. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a shitty day, because everyone hates him. <laughs> they see him driving the truck. It's his fault. I think it's probably a worse day for the people who got fucking slimed by this whale exploding. <laughs> Yeah, but they're coming after the driver there. That's what I mean. Yeah. You've been at you've been at your shitty job all day. It's been a really shit day. Your boss has been riding your ass mm. all day. You forgot your lunch at home, so you haven't eaten anything. And you're driving home in your piece of shit car to your wife, who's going <laughs> to fucking scream at you because you're not home enough, and your kids who fucking just scream and scream and scream <laughs> all night, and you never get any fucking sleep. And a whale just explodes on you. Where did this stop being about Taiwan? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, mate, is this something you want to talk about? Or? No, I love my family. <laughs> I'd love it more if they were dead, though. Quite like my job as well. Uh, but, you know, this this kind of thing happens, you know, that gas builds up inside dead whales yeah. and can eventually make them explode if the circumstances are, are correct. Mm. So if you want to see whales exploding, you can go on YouTube I and find a compilation do. video. There's a great video of a guy who's cutting into a whale, oh, yeah. and he must have hit something while he was cutting into it. He probably pierces the stomach or something, because there's just this giant explosion of blood and guts just spewing out <laughs> really hard and fast. Yeah. yeah, it's very gross, but it's also very cool. I was actually about to say, couldn't they just like to stop it exploding, just puncture a bunch of holes in it so the gas can escape? I think that I guess you have to do that. You have to do that before the gas starts collecting, though. I suppose. I was gonna say, I think that they're like under a certain amount of pressure anyway. So if you cut into it. Like it's mm. not a it's not a quick thing either to cut into it, but I feel like if mm. you cut into it, um, it forces its way out anyway. There's a certain amount yeah, of internal okay. pressure to begin with. Like I remember seeing because I've seen this video before, and I was like, why can't they just like do this shit? And apparently, they're really quite hard to get rid of. Like big whales when they wash up like that, they're just a pain to deal with. Um, you know what is probably <laughs> the worst plan to get rid of it though. <laughs> <laughs> fucking blow it up with a thousand thousand of one. <laughs> I think uh, if you had like shaped charges or something like that, that would be fine. But the the, the loose dynamite just sitting under it is probably good. Is, is a rookie mistake there. Um, it's funny that you were mentioning the truck and the guts and everything. I kind of not personal experience, but I have a bit of a story there. It's probably uh, someone who listens to this podcast actually. So oh, this would be a okay. Fun fact. Um, not sure if he still does, but used to drive um, awful, you know, like blood and guts and stuff from uh, yeah, which is yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yep. Okay. I'm not going to mention names. No names. Anonymous here. Um, but they were, he knows who he is. Yeah, he knows who he is. I think he was driving in the M1, so the main road between Geelong and Melbourne, and a car pulled out in front of him, and he had a truck full of this contents, and he slammed oh, the no. brakes to avoid hitting the car and oh. dumped the entire contents. On the M1. <laughs> Shut down the highway for like four hours or something. No like that. And this shit. is the main road between Geelong and Melbourne. Yeah. He, on the other hand, finished his load, dropped off, and got home and was like, had a shit day. I remember hearing about it on the radio, messaged <laughs> him and said, God, that's a shit day for someone. And then he said, <laughs> It 
it's him. He goes, fuck off. And I'm like, oh, what, was it actually you? And he's like, oh, I thought you were just ripping on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah. Oh, shit. That's why I was like, it's got to suck to be the driver there. Because he, he he was stopping for a car that pulled out in front of him. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. But they just kept driving. He dumped the contents of the road and ruined, you know, 100,000 people's Everyone's day. Like, it would have been less <laughs> right. of a mess if he had have just killed the person in the car. Yeah, in front of exactly, him. yeah. Oh, God. I was going to say, Brad, that just sounds awful, really. <laughs> I think someone made that joke to him like the next day. They said, I heard you had an awful day yesterday. I'm sure it was the headline yeah. in the Geelong Addy the next day. Uh, they yeah, love their probably. puns. Oh, it should have been. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that's quality. You know who you are. Yeah. Yeah, but if you, if you Google exploding whale, mm. some of the results are this incident in Oregon in 1970, and then the other results are, oh, this is the science behind why whales explode when they're on the beach. Mm. But- it is actually the case that they do burn whales quite often. I was really? looking up how they dispose of whales. Mm. If they're small enough, you can just burn them, and then it just floats up into the atmosphere, I guess. <laughs> but otherwise, you you bury them or you drag them back out to sea and do like do something to make them sink or whatever. Yeah, right. Guessing that yeah, if you get them back in the water far enough out, that would be fine because you know it's got to be pretty far though. Yeah. Otherwise, they just get beached again. But the issue is, I guess, if you try to like tug them out and you've got like you know i don't know a chain or something wrapped around Rip, them you just like sheath them. yeah 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 then you've got anyway i just want to i want to finish my section today by paying respect to the newsman who covered this story <laughs> what an absolute lad he was he filmed the explosion and he made it into one hell of a story so just listen to this clip i'm about to get locked into play it's brilliant wordplay and alliteration he is the kanye west of reporters, <laughs> a fucking lyrical wordsmith. The sand dunes there were covered with spectators and land lubber newsmen shortly to become <laughs> land blubber newsmen. <laughs> the blast blasted blubber beyond all believable bounds. <laughs> that was very well done. Brilliant. Very well done. Alliteration, wordplay. That man should be writing headlines. Soon to be land blubber. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, but you can actually see in the video I'll link I'll mm. link the video because I might as well and Lachlan can watch it as well mm. but you can actually see when they explode it you can see like what are clearly giant chunks of whale just like no. <laughs> separating it's just <laughs> refrigerator sized chunks of whale yeah. ridiculous um, okay it's time for Morgan's Would You Rather Morgan Morgans, would you rather? Okay, a pretty easy one today. Would you rather be a Walter Umenhofer, meaning you were far enough back that you didn't get covered in whale guts, but uh, your car was destroyed, or would you rather be closer, car not destroyed, but you go home with uh, blood and pieces of oh. whale all over you? Oh, that's rough. I love my car. I'm going to take the slime. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get chunked <laughs> like a Nickelodeon slamming. It's it like you can you can wash that off. It'll probably take a few showers, but if your car's ruined, especially a fucking Oldsmobile, they are not a cheap car. That's mm, if you had insurance on it. Uh, I don't know. It would be an administration nightmare to deal with the insurance. Well, but- that's the thing. They're gonna say a giant piece of whale fell out of the sky. Sorry, act of God. You're not covered for it. <laughs> Active George Thornton, the fucking <laughs> engineer. Who the fucking maniac who's blowing whales up. Mm. 
Yeah, they're probably like, why were you in the vicinity of a whale explosion? Like, you shouldn't be. <laughs> You're not covered. You don't have whale mm, coverage. Put yourself in that I, situation. I, 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 you guys know. I'm a car guy. I love my car. Mm. Um, I'm getting slimed for my car. I just, it's such a nice car. The other thing is, though, Brad, if you drove to the pitch that day and then you're covered in blood and pieces of whale and then you drive home, nah, is that smell going to be in your car home. forever now? I'm getting an Uber or something, yeah. yeah. Taxi. Oh, yeah. Hitchhike. Coming to pick up the car the next day. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm not getting in the car. Did you say hitchhike, Lachlan? Could you imagine your luck trying to hitchhike? <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how bad you smell until they pull over. So. <laughs> Look, if you pick someone up who's covered in blood, they've already got the killing out of their system, so there's no chance <laughs> that they're going to kill you. What are the odds that they viciously murder two people in one day? True. Hmm. What about you, Morgs? <laughs> I mean, you probably hate your car, so. Well, yeah, it's a good point. I, I don't think I have... Uh, I think I only have third-party insurance on my car, so mm. it would cost me a lot of money. You'd be fucked. Um, yeah, it would cost me a lot of money. I also don't want to be covered in blood and whale guts, though. No. So, um, have you ever dealt with an insurance company, though? Yeah, that's a good point. I really... It is yeah. probably as bad as being covered in whale guts, if not worse. Yeah. But from the inside, they're in your brain. Yeah. Whale guts in your brain. Morgs, you fucking hate bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah, true. Slime me. Slime yeah. Whale stuff. Yeah, yeah that's right. Go. We got him on board. We're all getting slimed, boys. <laughs> slime together. Could you imagine looking up to the sky and seeing these giant pieces of whale? <laughs> and you're like, I've got to dodge them while you're getting rained on. Oh, <laughs> <good God. laughs> so what a day to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, it's funny because no one died, so we can all... Yeah, it would have been okay. extra funny if someone had died. <laughs> Could you imagine being killed by a dead whale? A piece of whale. Yeah. Like, that's that's <laughs> something you put on the tombstone. No, that is... <laughs> shit. I think you should get, like, a whale, a sperm whale-shaped tomb, like... Um, fucking... What do you call it? Headstone. Headstone, yeah. You know, like, one of... <laughs> or a statue above your fucking tombstone. <laughs> maybe even do the whole mausoleum and then have, like, a sperm whale on top. <laughs> Just really celebrate that. <laughs> All right. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that stuff. Very much so. <laughs> that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Lachlan um, seriously uh, almost died. I've never seen the man that red before. I actually so. have a headache from laughing so hard now. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny when I was suggesting burning it and you were like, that's the most ridiculous, ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. All right, Brad, do you want to finish up with your parents? Yeah, I do. Power rankings. All right, so this week, top five shittiest fan bases. Now I know we've done crazy fandoms, <laughs> right? I was about to say it's probably is more uh, appropriate for a previous episode, but okay. no, well, mm-hmm. no, no, not at all. No. There's <laughs> okay. a tenuous link there because of the old dash con thing, and mm-hmm. I'm making it relate. And tenuous care. links mm-hmm. is what we are all about. Here. <laughs> it's what BPR thrives in. <laughs> so anyway, obviously standard uh, BPR format here, guys. Starting at five, working way to number one. Number one being the shittiest fan base. Um, so yeah, I'll just uh, I'll jump right in here. Yeah, let's do it. Number five, Friends fans. Ah, hot take here. I enjoyed the show, and don't get me wrong, uh-uh. but the show finished airing on the sixth of May, two thousand and four. Time to move on. We've given you the appropriate fifteen years of grieving. Just let it go. No one cares if that was such a Monica thing to do, or if you're zany like Phoebe. Just stop. I'm, I miss Rachel's nips as much as the next guy, but we all need to move on. Nah, friends was never good. Changed my mind. 
hot take here as well. In the early season when uh, Rachel never wore a bra, it was really good. Oh. It was fantastic. <laughs> I will pay that. But it is time to move on. Jennifer Aniston is still a very attractive woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. All right. Uh, number four, the Beatles. Okay. Now, I'm just airing grievances here. It's hot take number <laughs> duo. The Beatles were good. <laughs> Numero duo. Numero duo. Yeah. <laughs> but no one gives a fuck anymore. If you relate to their music on a deeper level, you're just a hipster cunt that wants attention but can't make friends normally. Top oh, yourself. Oh, whoa. Wow. Let's be real here. The surviving Beatles members don't even like the Beatles anymore. So you can stop <laughs> worshipping their cocks. There are a bunch of dudes from Liverpool who make good music. Okay. Fair enough. It's a hot take. Your own grievances here. I'm sick of hearing about how amazing the Beatles were. I, yeah, I don't really like John Lennon. I like Paul McCartney, though. Yeah, I know you're, you're a Beatles fan, Morgs, and I, but you're not, like, mm-hmm. a raving fanatic. The people who are like, they were so good, man. And, like, like just fucking stop sucking. Take fucking McCartney's dick out of your mouth. Then take fucking <laughs> George Harrison's dick out of your mouth. Then take Stars out. And then take John Lennon's. Everyone fucking loves John Lennon. Why is John Lennon lost? Because he's <laughs> the deepest. <laughs> Anyway, number three, K-pop fans. Oh, yeah. Listen, if you want to listen to K-pop, that's fine. Is it? No, I don't want to hear it. Yes, I'm sure. Korean singers creep me the fuck out. Not the women, (laughs) but the dudes. Their faces, man. They're not human or something. Like robots designed to replicate effeminate Asian women. But I digress. (laughs) What's worse than... (laughs) What's worse than their cold, dead eyes is their retarded lesions. They constantly fight with each other, each other, and on the odd occasion when someone from the West upsets them, their autistic screeching can be heard from the Korean Peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Potterheads. Right, we're get, we're going to get cancelled. As I said in our crazy <laughs> fandoms apps, Potterheads might be the most destructive fan base to the moral fabric of our society, bar none. They live their life <laughs> by... A decent enough teens novel from 20 years ago. But let it fucking go. You're 30, year old, 30, 30 years old. No one likes you. The books aren't the Bible. And they certainly aren't the authority on morality, you cunts. JK Rowling retconning my childhood is bad enough, but her ravenous fan base is swallowing it like Dumbledore swallows Grindelwald's cock is infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> she's getting cancelled now because she's, yeah. uh, she's a turf. Yeah. 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 You can't agree on 99% of That's things. Right. That's totally inappropriate. <laughs> you have to agree on 100% of things. Yeah. Hegemony. She's not woke enough. Number one, bronies. The absolute Make it a worst fandom of all time. Yep, I agree. Make no mistake. I'm not talking about kids who enjoy My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. I'm talking about the sweaty, greasy, disgusting man children who relate to oh. colorful horses on a spiritual level. If you want to pound Pinkie Pie or gargle Spike's oh. marbles, that's fine. Oh. Well, God actually, it's not. Lord. But show yeah. the fucking appropriate level of shame, you disgusting degenerates. We've all seen the jar, and all of you deserve oh. to be kicked off a cliff 300 star. Jeez. That's, that's my opinion. I agree, I agree with you, though. As, uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking. As I got into in our. Change my mind. In our furries episode, they're, yeah. um, they're not good people. They're probably pedophiles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly confirmed pedophiles. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that was a good episode. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, Thanks, you guys. fucking almost died. Yeah, you had a good laugh. I don't think I've ever made you laugh that hard Pretty before. Pretty good stories. I haven't mm. laughed that, that hard in a long time. 
Uh, so it's good. It's good. Good uh, cleansing of the soul. <laughs> Laughter is the best medicine, they say. Um, and I think we've all learned something. You know, we've learned don't fucking use a thousand pounds of TNT when you only need like 20. Uh, <laughs> don't pour hot molasses into cold steel and, uh, you know, just don't use Tumblr. So <laughs> with that, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We, we really do appreciate it. Um, please don't forget to share these episodes with your friends. Uh, that would really help us out a lot if you could do that. And uh, we'll talk to you next week about three more crazy stories. <laughs> <laughs> Specified. Yeah, you got there. Peace out.